Hello, everybody, and welcome to a, another episode of Two Tired Dads. My name is Justin, and it is just me. Uh, Jonathan is still taking care of his baby. It's still pretty, uh, still, still, still on the uh, the round the clock feeding. So it's just you know they both work, and uh, you know it's it's a lot taking care of kids. We, you know we know that those of those of us that are parents, and even those of us that uh, that ain't parents, we know that too. So. Uh, we miss John. We know he's the backbone of the show, and uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a hard show to do without a uh, without my brother, my best friend to you know bounce off of. But it's fine. We'll get there. Uh, so this is our little podcast that we do. Uh, we are a parenting podcast. We talk about parenting things, uh, issues, parenting issues, uh, stuff like what to put in your diaper bag how to deal with tantrums, uh, first day of school, stuff like that. And then we also talk about nerdy stuff like video games and Marvel and DC and Star Trek and Star Wars and all that. Uh, so we have a lot of fun here. Uh, so about Star Wars, I uh, still have not finished Ahsoka. It's not that we don't like it. It's just finding the time. You know, we're just so tired uh, during the day and just, eh, you know, I'd rather get in bed and go to sleep. But yeah. Uh, so not too much. I mean, I guess there's a lot's been going on, but I don't really want to talk about that stuff on the show. Um, but I've been trying to focus on my family a lot more, uh, than I'll, I'll just say I've been bringing some stuff home and I don't want to be bringing that home. So I've been trying to step back and, uh, just relax more at home, focus more on my wife and my kids. That's, that's what's most important. At the end of the day, nothing's more important than my family. And, you know, I'm going to go home and I'm going to take care of my family. And that's what's important to me. Nothing is more important than that. And that's all I'll say about that. Uh, I don't understand people that don't want to, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you don't, I don't know. I, I, I'll just I'll just end with that. I'll just I'll stop talking now. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, my wife and I, celebrated uh, ten years of marriage. Uh, we've been together for twelve years, but uh, we celebrated ten years of marriage last week, and we went to uh, Fogo de Chao for our uh, our anniversary dinner, and it was uh, really good. If you guys don't know what Fogo de Chao is, it's a Brazilian steakhouse. And uh, basically, you can pay for the full service. And you go in there and they will bring hunks of meat on plates to you. And they give you little tongs and you, you know, they start cutting the meat and then you take the tong and you hold it so they can cut it off. And you, it's unlimited supply. There's all kinds of meat, all kinds of meat, just meat, 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 meat. And of course, they have uh, they have a bar, so they have drinks and they have a. Uh, a salad bar as well, which has uh, standard salad stuff, but they also have like salmon and all kinds of goodies there. They have pineapple, uh, tomatoes, all, all kinds of good stuff. It's a very good restaurant. We we'll liked it a whole lot and we'll definitely be going back. We uh, One thing that I got was a Brazilian lemonade, which was one of the best things I've ever had in my life. It was so good. And it was really simple. It was just uh, sweetened condensed milk, limes, and ice. 
but it was really good. Uh, that was uh, also unlimited refills on that, so that was great. And to top it all off, we got a free dessert, and uh, I both purposefully and well, I'll say purposefully, but it just so happened the dessert that we both wanted happened to be the most expensive dessert on the menu. And it was free because it was our anniversary. So they gave it to us for free. And that was really nice. So it was a great restaurant. And uh, I had a bit of a scare because we had talked about going out to eat for our anniversary. Uh, just just her and I you know, are going to have uh, Grammy watch the kids. And we we got uh, we got that set up like on Sunday or something. And I'm like, OK, cool. We got it settled. I'm going to call and make a reservation so we can get our table because it's a it's a pretty popular restaurant and it's like you know something you know i better make a reservation you know <laughs> and uh it doesn't matter because it all worked out but full disclosure i kind of forgot about it in a way so wednesday morning i was like oh crap i forgot to make a reservation so i go onto the website and i'm trying to make a reservation there's three locations right by us there's one in houston there's one in the woodlands and there's one in a friend's wood. And I was like, okay, well, I want to do the woodlands because that's, you know, it's closest to us. And it's a, you know, it's an area that we really like. So I looked it up and I selected our desired time. And I said, okay, cool. And this is, I guess, where I got really confused. And I'll, I'll go into a little bit more in a minute, but, uh, I selected the time that we wanted that we had agreed on and it was available to click on. So I selected it and then it had me fill out all this stuff like my name and, uh, you know, special requests and everything. And then I got down to the bottom and it says book table and I booked it. And then it said, no time is available within two hours of your desired time. Okay. So. Um, okay. So I tried it again, same result. Like, um, okay, well, I, uh, let's try Houston. So I tried Houston. And when I went to Houston, this, there was similar, but at Houston's website, the only, the only times that showed up were the times that were available. So I think the earliest you could book was like, I don't know, three o'clock. I'll just say it was three o'clock. On the Woodlands website, three o'clock was there, three o'clock all the way to like eight or nine. On the Houston website, three o'clock was blocked out, like all the way up to like five o'clock. Like, okay, well, so I did six o'clock and again, same result. No times are available within your desired time period. So then I tried the Friendswood one, which I don't really want to try about the Friendswood, but you know, if we got it, we got to and the same result. So I was getting kind of freaked out. I'm like, oh crap, I messed up really badly here. <laughs> so I gave it a couple minutes and I cooled off a little. And then I went on my phone and I got on the website on my phone on the Woodlands and I had no problem at all. Booked the table. I got my email, my confirmation email, and it recommended that I download this app. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm downloading this app. It's like a booking app. I downloaded that like I got everything all settled here like oh my god I was too close and I had a bit of a freak out when I because I downloaded the app and I made the account and everything is like, okay there's some reservation it's right there and then I had the email from the restaurant so it would have been fine if I showed them the email and even when I got there I didn't have to show them anything I just said 
you know, I have a reservation for six o'clock. My name is Justin it's for two. I'm like, okay, here you are. And they took us to the table. So I didn't even need anything. But, you know, anyway, when we got to the restaurant, we parked in the garage and we were walking down. I was trying to bring up the app and it was a parking garage. So the internet was running kind of slow. And I got up my reservation and it said seven o'clock. I'm like, what? What What happened now? Well, it was six o'clock. But then it turns out it was just, uh, I think that was just something that was on the Fogo de Chao website that said like something seven o'clock, but no, it was there for six. So, <laughs> Oof. but yeah, it was really great. It was, it was a lot of fun. We had a very nice evening together. Uh, I'm all blurry here. I know the listeners out there doesn't really matter to you. So I'm going to get my ugly face. There we go. All right. It's all clear now. Uh, but yeah, it was a whole lot of fun. Um, it is really nice. We've been spending a lot more time together, um, focused on each other and, uh, I mean, our family. Not that I've been neglecting my family, just uh, Kayla works a whole lot, takes a lot of extra jobs. Uh, after after her regular job, she takes a lot of extra jobs, uh, contract ones, and uh, she's often home pretty late. So we, you know, and one week was particularly rough where she was working almost every night. And she made an effort to not take so many jobs this past week. And it's just, it's, you know, you know, you want to spend time with your family. So we've been doing that. Uh, and yeah, that's about it, I guess. Uh, usually we talk about our backgrounds, so uh, I guess I'll get out of the way for a second. So my background is from uh, Halloween 3, The Season of the Witch, which I think is one of the best horror movies out there. I'm a big horror movie guy. I love horror. I love to write horror. I love to watch horror. I just like it. I'm very particular, though, with what I like. I, uh, I'm a bit of a snob, I guess. And I don't like a lot of modern, well, I'll say modern horror. And what I mean by that is I don't like a lot of these recent movies, like the the big one, the heavy hitters, like The Conjuring and Insidious. And uh, I'm trying to think of another one like that, like even the It remake or the It adaptation. Uh, the, their definition of scary is quiet and then a sudden loud noise accompanied by a very loud soundtrack that's not scary that just startles you of course you're going to be scared by a sudden door slamming in the middle of a quiet house of course that's going to scare you that's not that's not a well-crafted scare and i'm not saying that jump scares can't be good they can be good but you have to earn them and it has to be like one jump scare maybe two jump scares and again, they have to be earned. You know, it's like it's build up, build up, build up, build up, jump scare. And that's, you know, that's fine. A, a well-crafted jump scare is great, but not when like your entire movie relies on that. Like you have a creepy looking doll that no person on earth would ever own a creepy looking doll like Annabelle. But that's that's not scary. That's just startling. And I don't know. And I've never seen Annabelle or The Conjuring I've seen the first Insidious, and, and I liked it for what it was. But again, just over-reliance on jump scares. Like, come on, what happened to a well-crafted horror like this? 
or something at atmospheric like the witch which i also really like uh but yeah halloween 3 season of the witch uh no it does not have michael myers in it as a character he does show up uh and they're in a bar and he's on the tv screen on the bar it's like a commercial for the movie halloween so halloween exists within this universe but the original idea and i'm sure you if you're a really big fan of this franchise you probably do know this but uh the original idea for halloween was they were going to make a each year or every two years or three years there's gonna be another halloween movie but it was gonna be something different like kind of like an anthology like each movie would be an original idea a spooky idea and it would just be like a tradition thing uh but michael myers was so popular that they ran with michael myers and then nobody liked this one when it came out because it wasn't michael myers but uh, it's gotten a resurgence in you know in the later years and a lot of people really regard it as one of the best if not the best which i think it's the best one and that said i haven't seen very many of them i've seen the first one of course the second one and the, of course this one but i don't think i've seen four and five and whatever other ones there are <laughs> i saw the rob zombie one which eh, for what it is i guess it's okay it's very different uh then i don't know what happened but the second the second rob zombie one has got to be one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life i thought it was terrible it was just i don't, I don't even know how to describe it it was just it was god awful it was it was bad uh i didn't see any of the recent well, this, this recent trilogy where they brought laurie strode back and it's ignoring the canon or ignoring everything except for the first movie because in the second movie they established that well michael myers and laurie strode are brother and sister well that was only in the second movie that wasn't in the first movie that was the second movie that said that so it completely ignores everything because i think i forget which one she's in uh she just killed in one of them and i forget which one it is but yeah i haven't seen any of these recent ones uh but uh yeah i like this one a lot i think this one's great it's uh really creepy and you, know, you got a guy that wants to use witchcraft to kill a bunch of kids like that's it's a pretty scary idea and they got that that really catchy song with the you know the heads all bobbing and everything a side to side rather and it's a just a really fun movie uh but yeah halloween spooky season is upon us and uh this year we are uh it's it's kind of funny because it, it like okay i'm sorry i ramble a lot uh we are doing the little mermaid this year it's fine uh but what the funny thing to me is i'm i'm being prince eric which you know it's fine uh, my son is going to be sebastian my wife is going to be ariel my daughter ursula she wants to be ursula so there's a company that we really like uh it's called little adventures they make uh really good quality princess dresses uh they make ones that are like uh plagiarized they're 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 designed uh 
to get dirty. They're designed to be rough. Like you can be rough with them. You can play with them outside. You can get them wet, whatever. And they'll, they'll withstand a lot of abuse. And then they have, I guess, better quality ones that are meant for more, I guess, more delicate care. But yeah, they, they have a lot of really cool stuff. But what's funny is the dresses look like the product. Like there's a lot of Disney princesses on there, but it's not Disney. But it looks like the dress with like a little subtle difference. So I forget some of the names, but uh, I guess like the frozen ones, like it'll be Alpine Princess, but it's Anna. And it'll say, uh, see, I should have come prepared with this. Uh, it doesn't say Ursula. It says uh, Sea Witch Dress. So like, yeah, okay. It's obviously Ursula. They have like British nanny dress. I'm like, okay, so Mary Poppins. Uh, they have a like magic school robe. It's Harry Potter. Or they have a space wizard. It's a Jedi. It's, it's, it's funny to see you know, the little subtle changes they make to, uh, you know, skirt around the lines. I keep trying to fix the blur. There it is. Okay. I keep getting blurry on the, on the cam here. So yeah, we're doing Little Mermaid, but right around the time that she decided she wanted to do Little Mermaid, uh, they, both my son and my daughter got really into Spider-Man and, you know, we talked about into the Spider-Verse and a across spider-verse last time uh but they i my daughter especially is super into it like it's it's like her favorite thing right now and you know those of us with little really really young kids know that when they're obsessed with something that's like what they live and breathe and we actually got her a uh a spider gwen ghost spider spider woman hoodie so it's not a costume but it's a hoodie that looks like spider gwen and she loves it. And I was thinking, like, you know, I think it'd be really cool to do a Spider-Man Halloween. Like, I could be Spider-Man Noir, which if you've seen the movie, it's, you know, it's a, a black and white Spider-Man. Like, he looks like he's from the 1930s. He has a, he talks like a, he's, he's from the 1930s. So he talks like a stereotypical 1930s detective in those old noir movies from the 30s and 40s. And he's voiced by Nicolas Cage, which makes it even funnier for some reason. But like, I can be Spider-Man Noir. That'd be really cool. I just need a trench coat and a hat and like a, and like it's a simple, like a black mask. Like it's like a, pretty much could just get one of those face masks, like a black hoodie mask thing and cut some holes in it with some goggles. And there he goes, there's Spider-Man Noir. And of course, uh, my daughter could be Spider-Gwen and then my son could just be Spider-Man and I, I don't know, I guess, I didn't really, we didn't really, I guess Kayla could be Mary Jane. I don't know. She could be another, another spider woman. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of them. But yeah, we thought like, that'd be so cool. So cool. And like right around that time is when she decided she wanted to do a uh, little mermaid. So Kayla bought all the stuff. I have my shirt and my pants and she has her dress ordered or here already. And we have the Ursula dress and we got to make. Uh, my son's costume but uh yeah <laughs> it's fine it's gonna be a lot of fun you know it's all about the kids it's not about us and i want the kids to be happy and of course i'm happy to do it i was just thinking ah, man could have done spider-man we're this close but it's fine 
Uh, so we will do the standard uh, trunk or treat. We'll go to a couple of trunk or treats. We'll go to, that's usually what we do. We usually just do the trunk or treats and the kids have a lot of fun with that. There's a church right by our house that does an excellent trunk or treat every year. We've been going there for like three or four years now. Every Halloween we go. And usually they have uh, one thing they they do we really like is <laughs> I mean it's free because it's free yeah and I know it's it's taking advantage of that of course it's free but you go in and again it's free but they give you like a uh, like a ticket when you go in and your ticket is good for one free food item and usually it's like it's like Chick Fil A and oh gosh. Uh, that's um some some sandwich place. I forget what it's uh, the name of it. It's the tip of my tongue. Ah, I forget. Jason's Deli, like Jason's Deli. I think there's a third option. But you go and you like you get like a nugget, like a, a box of nuggets or a sandwich and chips. Like it's it's pretty cool. And then they have their uh their uh, their worship team there, and they're singing songs. And they have a they have a train that goes around the parking lot and a. Uh, all kinds of inflatables and uh, games, and then the trunk or treat. It's a lot of fun. And our church does a trunk or treat too, uh, but we're kind of disappointed. Her uh, the daycare that my son goes to, they're doing a trunk or treat, and like they do every year. But this year they're charging for it, and we're like, and it's not like you know two or three dollars. Like it's like ten bucks a bracelet. So that means that we would. At least the kids would each get a bracelet, but we might need one too. It was like, man, charging for it now. And I like, and again, I know that that might make me sound like I'm cheap or I just want to take advantage of free stuff. But like, well, I mean, it's been free for all this time. And pretty much any trunk or treat that you're going to go to is going to be free. And trick or treaters, you know, they go door to door. That's also free. So I don't see what the, if there's a big hullabaloo about it. And I'm pretty sure the VFW that my uh, in-laws belong to, I'm sure they'll be doing a trunk or treat too. So we'll have fun. The kids will get all kinds of candy. Uh, depending on what they get, the candy tax is going to be pretty high. That's just the way things are, you know, this inflation and everything. But uh, yeah, I guess we don't really lead to uh, too exciting of lives. I said, just uh, really trying to focus on the family a lot more. And, you know, I know that I'm not old. I'm only 36. But, you know, seeing, I feel like I had kids later in life than some other people do. And I know that's not entirely true. Like, you know, John had a, John had his sons. Uh, around the same time that I did. But I guess I just, I always thought when I was a lot younger, like a teenager, just a long time ago, I always felt like my life would end up differently, that I would have had kids a lot younger. And I, I don't know. I just, I guess I just always thought I was going to have kids earlier. I was going to get married earlier than I did. And don't get me wrong, I am extremely happy with where I am in that regard. But I just mean, you know, I'm 36 years old and, you know, my daughter's in kindergarten and, 
you know, it's like it puts things in perspective, like, wow, like the time, time goes on, you know, the, I mean, I, I just came up with this right now in my head, uh, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. It's, I mean, it's crazy how time marches on no matter what. And I guess, I, I'm, I'm, I guess going back into a little bit of dangerous waters here, but um, I see people that work so, so, so hard and so, so, so much that they, like, what are you doing? You know, take it back a notch and, you know, go home. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you work nine to five and as soon as five o'clock hits, you got to be out that door. But at the same time, why not? If all you're required to do is be there from nine to five, why wouldn't you leave at five? What work are you doing that can't be done the next day? You know, I'm just saying. Uh, I worked with a lady at another school and uh, her partner, they, they, they were, uh, it was her, her partner teacher and uh, they would switch classes midway. So it was a, it was a halfway split. So they would be with her for the AM and then they would switch over to the other teacher for the PM, you know, that sort of, that sort of thing. But um, I worked with her and she said, cause she knew that I was uh, really considering being a teacher. And I don't think I had started uh, the certification process yet. But when she found that out, you know, I would talk to her. I, I liked her. Uh, she had a lot of wisdom and everything, so I would talk to her a lot. And she said, one thing you need to get down straight right off the bat is you need to figure out what you want to do with your time. For example, me, I get here at, I think, like I get here at 7.30 every day. And at 4 o'clock, I leave and I go home. And I don't think about work until the next day. And I go home to my husband and to my kids, and I'm with my family. My partner, on the other hand, gets here super early. She stays super late. And she goes out of her way to spend an exorbitant amount of money on things for her classroom, for her kids, her students, which is great because that's the kind of person she wants to be. But she says that she noticed things in her, like she was always stressed out, always really tired, and that I can't be healthy. So I don't know. And again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm treading some dangerous water here, but uh, I don't think it really matters Uh, I just, I'm like I said, I'm bringing stuff home and I shouldn't and trying to focus more on the family because that's what's important to me. There's nothing wrong with being a hard worker. There's nothing wrong with going above and beyond, but you have to draw the line somewhere. You know, you got to draw the line somewhere. And I understand that, especially in my line of work, a uh, teacher, sometimes you do have to bring the work home. And I did today, or I did this weekend. Uh, I just finished grading some papers. It's part of the job. 
but you got to draw the line somewhere. You've got to have a place where you say, no, 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 that report can wait till tomorrow. Uh, I can finish unpacking that box and putting it over here tomorrow. I can finish writing that that um, proposal tomorrow. I'm I'm going home. And then you know you got to think that the uh, the work culture here in America is out of control. When you think about it, you work the standard nine to five. And again, I know everybody has to work, everybody has to provide, everybody has to contribute to society. That's how you make your money. And I don't think there should be a whole lot of charity for people who don't want to work. I'm not saying those who can't work or those who have difficulty working, people that don't want to work and expect handout. That's what I'm talking about. Again, I was all over the place today with the dangerous topics. But um, think about it. You know, you get up really early in the morning, depending on your job, and go to work all day. You spend more time there than you do with your family. Then you get off, you know, four or five, six o'clock, come home. You maybe have two or three hours, four hours with your family. If you have young kids, maybe even shorter time before you got to put them to bed. And then you got to get in bed and get up in the next day and do it all over again. How, how little time we have with our own families is pretty crazy. You know, and my kids are at such a young age or at that, like that magical age. Like I, I think my daughter's still there because she's five. She's at that magical age still where, you know, just everything is a wonder, like the wonderment from her. And, you know, my son is, I'm very proud of my son, all the progress he's making with his speech. Like he's saying so many new words. Uh, he's understanding us more. He's communicating with us more. And it's really wonderful to see. And, you know, uh, I just, I feel like we, we miss so much of our kids' lives. And, you know, I know there's a lot of privileged people out there that can afford to stay home with them all day. Or they, uh, they homeschool them because, again, they're privileged enough to be able to do that. Uh, the average family can't afford to do that. You know, we got to send them to school, public school or private school or you know, we got to work really long hours. And again, I know, I, I know I'm complaining a lot tonight, but I'm just being, you know, vulnerable and real. This is who I am. And yeah, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I wish I could stay home with my kids. I, I you know, homeschool them. I mean, that, that's another topic. Uh, I'm just, you know what, I might as well. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already trudging the dangerous waters. If I could homeschool my kids, as long as I knew that the curriculum and the groups that I was a part of weren't crazy religious wackadoos that are militant with their beliefs and everything, I would do it in a heartbeat. But fact is, we can't afford to do that. We can't afford it. And I wish we could. Something that uh, Kayla and I disagree with, because the, uh, the lottery thing has been at least it was pretty high. I mean, I'm talking like, you know, billion dollar high. Uh, we were just, you know, talking about it, just kind of uh, kind of wishful thinking fantasy, fantasy wise. 
uh like if we ever won the lottery what we would do with it and uh she had asked like well would you want to keep working if you won the lottery and i said absolutely not no no way no way <laughs> like really you wouldn't want to work i'm like no not really no if i had a billion dollars no i don't think so no now kayla on the other hand she she cannot stand to sit still like i think like summers for her when it's summertime then your know, school's out and everything she's pretty good for a couple of weeks but after a while she gets bored and she wants to go do something like go work which she does because she takes a lot of contract jobs but uh i think that if you know we were that well off like that super wealthy i wouldn't i certainly wouldn't work like a nine to five no i would probably take on smaller projects and begin get involved with things i'm interested in things i care about uh special needs kids programs uh homeless people homeless folks programs um get involved with more film stuff because i you know it's still something that i really like to do like to be involved with and um writing i would just i think i would write a lot oh yeah i'm all over the place tonight <laughs> that's uh that's what happens um but yeah it's just spending more time with the family is super important and it's it's really like it's hard to explain like I, I love my wife I've always loved her I loved her the, really really like from the moment I saw her I like fell in love with her like love at first sight and I know that probably wasn't exactly the case but I don't it's hard for me to remember a time without her you know and I know that sounds kind of silly but she is such a huge part of who I am today she's she's made me a better man and she's made me so much better because I wasn't in a really good place when I met her uh like confident wise um, emotionally um spiritually a lot of I wasn't really in a good place when I met her and you know she completely turned my life around and blew me away and just made me who I am today uh I love her very deeply and I always have but I just feel like recently like over the last year or two it's like I fell in love with her again and it's it's like overwhelming and so it's overpowering just how much I love her and how deeply I just like desire her all the time and and I don't mean that in a dirty way uh, a little bit but <laughs> um just she is the most incredible the most beautiful and amazing and smartest and selfless and most stubborn woman that I know and you know I'm incredibly thankful for her and it's yeah it's I don't know I don't really have any words uh, I love my wife very much and I think a lot of my frustration comes from I wish that I was in a different place to where I could give her what I feel like she deserves and what my kids deserve and I don't want to say that anything and everything my kids desire I want to give it to them I know that's not good for them and I'm not saying that I want to shower 
my wife with expensive gifts all the time because that's not who she is. That's not who I am. And that's not realistic. But I guess I just wish I could give them more than I can. You know, I, I wish that I could. I don't know. Just little things, I guess. You know, everyone, if you're a good man or a good woman, you want to do anything and everything you can for your family. And I know my perspective with all these words I'm saying, I know that's nothing new. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's just something that I've been thinking a lot about lately. And it's made me rethink a lot of aspects of my life and where I'm putting my priorities. And again, not to say that I never prioritize my family, my wife, my kids before, but I guess I just felt like this extreme push, this extreme urge to just do more for them. And, you know, just to be, to be better for them. And that's what I'm trying to do. So <laughs> I got no rhyme or reason for tonight, tonight's episode. This is what happens when I, uh, when I'm untethered. And unsupervised, but um, yeah. I always seen the pumpkin kind of reminds me of the pumpkin head there. Uh, I got a pumpkin uh, during our during our break in October, and I tried to carve out a uh, a little mermaid pumpkin. Like I just found the silhouette of Ariel on the rocks, and uh, I didn't think it through. <laughs> Because I was cutting it like, oh wait, there's a gap between her knees, her uh, her knee and her other leg, like you know the like when you kneel down kind of thing, or her legs. Sorry, she's sitting down, her her knees are up, and there's a little gap there. Like, how am I going to do that? <sighs> so I cut it out and I put like a toothpick and I put the triangle there so as to simulate that. But anyway, I didn't do a very good job with the carving. I've only carved one pumpkin, and that was like in 2008, or 2007. And I did a Punisher skull. So that was a really simple design. Uh, so we put that pumpkin. We actually, we just left it on the washer, on the dryer by our back door. And I was going to, okay, later, later we'll get like a candle or a, one of those little electronic lights. We'll put that in there, put it on the front porch. Full disclosure, I forgot about it. And uh, I forgot about it. And, you know, it happened to start to rot. There was like some white stuff growing on and that was black. And my dog walked by like, daddy, what's that? I'm like, oh, well, that goes outside. So I put it outside and then I threw it away. I didn't treat it. Apparently you're supposed to treat them. I didn't know that. I haven't carved a pumpkin since like 2007, 2008. So it was lost on me. So I bought another pumpkin a little while ago. It's still sitting on our washer, but it still feels really good. So I'll try simpler design this time. Maybe I'll just do the classic scary pumpkin like that. I can't see. I can't do the pointing thing. I don't know how John does it. There, that. See, I can't even that. Maybe I'll just do that. So, there's my mishap story. Uh, but yeah, I think um. Think that about does it I got myself in enough trouble with this episode uh that nobody listens to anyway so that's fine uh this might be my undoing though no i'm kidding 
thank you guys for listening. And uh, again, I'm really sorry about the lack of episodes and content. Uh, I think a lot of that is contributing to me wanting to spend more time with my family, me being too tired, dad, to stay up late and record an episode by myself. And even and I, and I, I appreciate that my dad has jumped on with me too. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's, I've been tired. And, uh, yeah, hopefully things will get back to normal soon. Pump out some good episodes for you guys. So if you do like what you hear, uh, you can find us on our Facebook page, uh, Two Tired Dads Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, same name. Uh, on TikTok, same name. Twitter's the only one that's different. That's at Dad's Tired. I uh, do a lot of trolling on there. Uh, I mostly do movie stuff because I love movies. Uh, I follow a lot of movie accounts and uh, James Bond accounts and some Star Trek accounts. And I just comment and tweet rather at, uh, at people and do that. So that's our little show. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening. And um, everybody have a, a good night and good luck. <laughs>